official welcome back um so oh my gosh oh yawning i'm probably tired so honestly um let's talk some more about money um so where i left off talking about uber eats um i don't know i went and checked my uber pro account there's this card called uber pro card that i had linked to my account because i ordered the card so let me talk about that a little bit because I didn't really um, explain. So Uber Eats, when you cash out, like initially when you start, you can link a debit card or your bank account. If you link your bank account, it's going to take, I think, three to five days to post. You also have an option to get your money posted once a week um, or you can cash out every day. I think it's up to five times a day. The representative on the phone said six, but I think I, I think it's five, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, they said six. So, and I did talk to a representative this morning. I recorded the call. It's on my computer. If I can link that eight to 10 minute call, like if I can export the audio and upload it to the to this podcast episode i'll put it at the end if i can't then i'll just try and explain it as good as i can because it it was a live phone call where i was like asking them about it so the uber pro card you basically it cashes out to that card automatically and you don't even have to press any buttons just your money goes from the wallet automatically into there once the money's on that card, it's a free card. Once the money's on that card, you can use that card just like a debit card. Like you can buy your gas, you can buy stuff. Now, I didn't want to use that card because that's an extra card to have to use. So it's like instead of adding it to my main, you know, um, bank debit card balance, instead of adding, adding it to that, separate card uh that separate bank account where all of my money that comes in i try to put all my money that comes in into that account um the uber pro card is just an extra expense if i want to take the money off that card and put it into that account onto that debit card it's going to cost me two dollars and 99 cents so i saw that i had like 16 something dollars in there i didn't even know that was in there and then i ended up after transferring the money i had like 13 something dollars i'm like that's a lot of money missing now if you had like a whole lot of money like 300 bucks like you might not miss 2.99 um but you know to put it on my debit card directly instead of the uber pro card before i got the uber pro card it used to cost me 85 cents to transfer the money um so i mean it's just an expense like transferring money gets expensive those of us who use venmo who use paypal you already know like it costs money like i i deposited a check on paypal for like 430 bucks or something and by the time i 
cleared cleared that check it cleared same same day within like minutes um by the time i cleared that check and transferred the funds to my main debit card that was not the paypal account the same debit account that i'm talking about by the time i had transferred that money over i'd already lost like about 30 bucks with all the fees and everything i'm like geez you know like you know they take quite a large cut you know um what is that like 30 percent or something that's a pretty big cut i don't know it's less than it's less than 10 percent because 10 percent would have been 43 bucks but i lost about 30 dollars on on just transferring money and loading money so i mean that's a lot of loss like if you use a classic bank account without all this digital like transferring stuff you're not, you know, your bank doesn't charge you to go in there and deposit a check in person. And if you want to go in the bank and pull out your money, they're not going to charge you like 30 something bucks to like take your own money. So using all these digital things, you know, you do lose money. So that's just something I want to mention. Um, you lose, you lose a little bit of money and say if you're doing it every day, if you're transferring once a day for $2.99 or transferring once a day for, you know, 85 cents you know like if you're transferring once a day for like for a week for two dollars 99 cents that's almost 21 dollars you're almost spending 21 dollars a week after seven days of transferring it's 21 bucks you know if you multiply that by like four weeks that's like almost a month you know it's like 80 bucks 80 bucks is that right yeah eighty dollars you're missing eighty dollars a month if you do a transfer every day um actually it's more than that if it's 30 days it's probably closer to like 90 closer a little under 90 dollars a day um after 30 days if you transfer once a day now it's just for one transfer so you could let the money stay there and then wait till you need to transfer it till you need your money like, if you don't need the money, you don't have to transfer it right away. But sometimes it's like, it'll be like I did. I forgot that money in there for like a month because I didn't transfer it out. So I had 16 bucks just like sitting there since September or something. And I didn't even know or didn't remember. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's a whole situation of its own, right? Oh my gosh. Sorry that it cut out. But like I said. This little mini mic has a Bluetooth receiver that just kind of wobbles out. And so I was on the Presto app looking around and it was kind of lopsided, plugged in. And I just kind of touched it a little bit and it wiggled out of place. So sorry about that. At least I think that segment saved. It's like 20 minutes or so. So yeah, in reality based group the um <clears throat> the shops i did on there were i think it was for like five dollars just calling like a mini cooper place to get your car serviced you had to do the chat one to try to schedule you had to try to self-schedule on the website and then you had to call in to try to schedule and you know there's kind of like a whole a lot of information about what you're supposed to say for the gig and stuff so i did that it's only five bucks and you know i think i had to take screenshots or something like so it wasn't like too uh quick quick 
Um, now, one that I want to get into is the mystery shopping for hotels. So this weekend, I was going to sign up for that. Um, it sounds a little involved, what you have to do to sign up, but I'm going to sign up for that one because what I've heard is you get reimbursed for every, you get reimbursed for every um, one that you do but you have to pay out of pocket and then some people say that there are expenses on your end like if it tells you to go you know buy something from the gift shop or you know maybe eat something at the dining area or whatever it tells you to do for the instructions like if you weren't going to do that in the first place they're not they might not reimburse you for that stuff and they say that there's like surveys you have to do so maybe surveys about your dining experience or surveys about the gift shop or surveys about the check-in or maybe the laundry or whatever it is like and so you might be losing money on those but if you think about it if you're traveling and they have them in the area that you're going anyways you at least get the whole hotel stay covered um and so it's something to consider um so I'm considering, you know, trying that when I go to San Diego. I just don't know what the options might look like. Usually I just go for the cheapest hotels, but, and the ones that are central. But it's like, you know, if you think about it, if you're getting a hotel in like Scripps Ranch, but then you take a, you take the train down and you end up at, at like Old Town and then you have to like take an Uber back up to like Scripps Ranch and then you're hanging out in like Gaslamp and then you have to, uber back and forth between Gaslamp and Scripps Ranch like every day when you're in town it's like that's gonna add up so it's like instead of staying in Old Town or staying downtown or staying even on like the regular hotel circle area that's kind of way centrally located you might I don't know I'm gonna see but you, I'm guessing it's probably not gonna be the easiest um there's probably gonna be some some kind of uh situation with it so we'll see but i want to sign up for that um what's it called i wrote it down i mean i saved the link i had it open what's it called let us see if i can find it um yeah i'm terrible at closing windows and i can't find things I don't know. I don't know what it's called. I think it started with a C. I don't know what it's called. Did I write it down? I thought I wrote it down. Let me see if I wrote it in my notes, in my to-do list. Um, okay, I copied the link. It says coil.shopmetrics.com. C-O-Y-L-E dot shopmetrics. M-E-T-R-I-C-S dot com. Um, and so that's the name of the of the hotel place, the hotel mystery shopper website that you can sign up for free to do it and get your stays comped. But they say they don't reimburse you for 30 to 60 days. I don't know if that includes the deposit. And then, like I said, people said that if there's a task where it tells you to go somewhere, you kind of have to deal with that. So that's one thing that I've that I've been wanting to do. 
I'm going to look into it before the next time I start going to San Diego. So I hope I can sign up this weekend. And then there's one more gig. Oh, man. I should open my email first. I don't know the name of this one, man. I'll have to find the name and I'll put it in another episode. But basically, I think I I haven't done it yet. So let me not talk too much about it and then I'll end this episode. But And I'll see if I can upload that uh, segment that I talked to the Uber Eats representative on the phone about the Uber Pro card. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just don't know. Um... Yeah, I just don't know. Um, I um, yeah, it's so I don't know how to describe it. It's like it's I don't think it's like a super risque thing, but I think it's like there might be some adult content to it somewhat it's like a chat feature it's like a chat room and you're like a chat representative and you're basically chatting back and forth with people who want to talk online but they said that like you have to be okay with certain kinds of conversations but it doesn't say that it's all those like it's not all sexual conversations i don't think i just think that it's not outside of the the scope of that program now i did sign up for it before to see what it was like people said that you make maybe ten dollars an hour so it didn't sound that worth it i don't know how often the messages come in somebody did the math on it and said something about like if you could send however many messages in two or three minutes you're making that much money but then it's like well are you getting messages that fast? Like, is it just like popping off? Like you're getting like a whole bunch of like messages coming in to respond to. Cause I know when it comes to those survey type of apps or those survey type of gigs, a lot of times with those surveys that you just do online, it might be one or two cents per survey or like a very low pay per survey. You can't cash out till you get like 10 bucks or 20 bucks or something like that with those and it would take you like months to get there because they don't offer you that many surveys. So if you're not getting offered, like in this one that I'm talking about, if you're not getting offered the gig, if you're not getting offered to chat with people, it's text chatting. It's not it's not video. It's not audio. It's text. And so you basically have to submit a sample of your writing responding to like one customer or whatever they're called. And then they review it. So I did get accepted, but they tell you you have to respond in like two days or one day or whatever. And I think I didn't check my email back for like a week because it was like, you know how you make those email addresses that like it's just for signing up for stuff, but it's not really one that I check. So I didn't know how long they were going to take. And so I didn't check it until like a week later and I'd already passed that two or three day deadline. Um, I'll record more about it once I once I figure out where I 
where it was. I know what email account it was in. It was just way back. So I don't want to pull it up now because this is already getting lengthy. But we're going to talk some more about, about some money. Um, And then, yeah, I hope this is helpful, though. The things I'm talking about today, they're kind of smaller. Um, but they're just, it's just food for thought, you know, like consider, you know, all the expenses that you have, you know, if you were able to cover those expenses, at least like if you go out of town on the weekend, on Saturdays, or if you do something like that, imagine if you could cover 40 to $80 by the 22nd of every month, if you could cover 40 to 80 bucks, like basically you're traveling around and taking little trips for free and people nowadays that's the main thing they're like i can't go out i can't do anything but it's like well if you're covering it in advance and then just you got to keep track be organized keep a spreadsheet or keep some kind of log of like what you did when how much you plan on spending when you go there like map out what you're gonna have to spend and then map out what your expenses and payouts are gonna be for the gig and make sure it at least evens out or at least you get a profit from it. Um, but yeah, I want to try to hotel the hotel mystery shops and I want to see what's up with that chat one just because I just want to test it to see what I think. Um, I've tried a lot of gigs and stuff, but like, like I said, like a lot of them, they're not sustainable. Like the one where you're going around to like different post offices, like, and they have to be 30 minutes apart. Like once you dry them all up, like, it's not every post office. Like, I'm in LA. There's, like, maybe two in my area. Usually when I look on there, it's, like, two in my area that I could do within a day. But mind you, it's already going to waste, like, an hour of your of your time. Um, and then you have to have money out of pocket. And then you have to go, you know, to the post, post place. Um, and then you have to basically um you know it's time out of your day but if you if you're strategic about it when you think about it you could get extra money and just cover all your non-necessary expenses that's kind of more how i use it or if i'm like oh like i did some stuff on my credit card you know let me just pay that off with doing these gigs you know like that's kind of more how i treat it i treat uber eats more like the money that i'm going to use on a regular basis and then these other kind of gigs because they're so sporadic and you can't pay out same day and like you got to wait for the money to come to your account and like there's like eight bucks here 12 bucks here 18 bucks there maybe 20 bucks there like and like you know the types they kind of dry up and they limit you so they'll say like you can't do more than five in a day or like you know so like you can't really make that much money like you can make money if you're diligent and in organized and like schedule it out and everything has a purpose of where it's gonna go but if you're just like randomly waking up one day and just like scrambling around like it's gonna be really hard to like make sense of it and it's gonna feel like it's not worth it because you're not in advance you're not like like being strategic I feel like with these types of gigs you really have to be strategic because then you'll see the benefit of it because it's little bits of money at a time but if you're strategic and you're like okay this paid for this concert ticket this paid for this drive up to riverside and back this paid for you know um, my gas when i went snowboarding like this paid for 
you know, like this covered my hotel stay, even though maybe I paid a little bit out of pocket, like I wasn't paying fully out of pocket. Like, I, I mean, I got it mostly covered, even if you do have to go to like a gift shop and like, maybe order like a room service or something. It's like, it's still not going to cost as much as a hotel stay. If you're staying like three days, four days, whatever, like you might be able to get that comped. And so it's like, yeah, you might have to wait 30 or 60 days for the reimbursement, but the math is what matters. And it's the math that's going to even things out for you. And if you consider all the stuff that you do or want to do, I mean, if you even go out once a week or once a month or once every other week, you can cover all these expenses by doing these little gigs. You know, if you strategically are like, okay, I know I'm going out next month, so I'm going to allot this money for these gigs to this to this trip or whatever, you know, you can kind of figure it out that way versus being like, I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to... um you know, do this other thing and, you know, it doesn't really work out so smoothly or something. Um, you got to kind of just do it, do it together, you know, uh, do it and like schedule it and make sure it's going to even out. Cause I mean, yeah, $8 seems like nothing. $15 seems like nothing. $12 seems like nothing. And then if you consider what you're taking out for your own gas to go do these gigs, or if you have to pay a little bit, out of pocket than taking pictures of receipts and all the time it takes to do all these little tasks because it's not like you're doing the same task every day and you're getting used to it and then you're like oh like you know I did this and like it, you get faster at it because it's so routine like it's not like you're doing like that like it's pretty sporadic and so like you do get a little better at some of them the ones that you do a lot but if it's some complete novel you know gig task it's going to be a little slower for that $8 or $10 or whatever. But that's just how I see it. Cause I'm like, you know, people say that there's no money to do stuff, but if you're strategic about it, if you have a strategy, you can use like these little gig methods to kind of pay for stuff. And that's kind of what I would recommend is doing it that way, either doing it that way for towards bills. You already know you have that you want to knock out. Like if you're, if you have a phone bill once a month or like your car insurance once a month, I mean, I don't know, some states your car insurance is like hundreds of dollars, but here it's like, you know, my car insurance costs less than my gym membership. And so, you know, um, you know, I'm not even paying 30 bucks for car insurance a month. So I could easily find gigs that would cover 30 bucks, you know, um, so just thinking about that, like you have expenses, you're already working, but then these little gigs cover all these other little expenses or maybe other stuff that you want to do that you're like, I don't want to spend my paycheck to do it. You can use this, you know, alternative method to fund, fund your activities. So that's kind of how I see it. Um, I don't think, I don't think it's that, hard to do is just an organization thing a patience thing but it adds up i'm telling you totally adds up so hopefully that's helpful and we'll get into talking about some more stuff all right guys so um outside of uber eats i would say yeah 
and outside of EPMS Ellis Online. I would say other mystery shopper gigs are good. Um, now there are, I mean, I'm going to talk about those in this episode, but there are other, um, other, you know, apps that you can do deliveries, they're shipped, S-H-I-P-T, there's Instacart, there's Amazon deliveries, there's, you know, there's different type of courier companies you can work for, um, there's Grubhub, there's, I don't know what's up with Postmates, if it's Uber Eats now or what happened, um, but yeah, and then you can do like, you know, driving, you know, people around, like taking people from place to place with like, um, what's it called? With, um, Lyft and Uber being a driver. Um, I don't know the process of becoming a driver for Amazon Prime. I've heard different uh, explanations about the quality of that job. Uh, some people say that it's just too strict with like how they kind of hound you. Uh, the person I know that worked there seemed like they had an issue with with it. Um, but they also, you know, not only had an issue with that, but I mean, I've, the whole time I've known them, they've never had a job that they've liked. So I don't really know if that person is the main person to like go by. Uh, they used to work a different delivery job and then they used to work in like elderly care and they've always had like problems with the bosses and with management and stuff. I've noticed and so I don't really know if it's just them or if those types of jobs that they've done including Amazon Prime delivery if it really is an issue um it sounds like they kind of keep track of how long you're spending and like want you to do like a certain amount of deliveries in a certain amount of time but it's like there's only so much you can do with like traffic and driving and stuff you want to be safe like it's not a speed thing like I don't think you can really do it any faster but I do think they probably have good hour options and then there's also Amazon warehouse working I've seen people get jobs there really fast um people say it's cold people say that it's unorganized with the scanning sometimes uh I don't know but other people like it um and yeah I mean I've gotten things delivered like next day in the morning between like 4 a.m 8 a.m so i know that they have drivers that are out like probably early early morning delivering stuff at like four in the morning two in the morning maybe even 2 a.m i've seen the option for 2 a.m but i don't think i've ever gotten anything at 2 a.m i think it's usually been closer to like 8 a.m um but yeah um so they do have those early deliveries so somebody's doing those jobs somebody's scheduled for those jobs so um it sounds like if you wanted something solid within those companies instead of doing just like the gig work you could potentially hop in 
to a role like that. I just don't know what the application process is. And I know that the Amazon Flex, I think that's the one that you can kind of just pick up shifts on your own as a gig. Um, a contract worker, I don't know exactly what it is, but that one is not good um, in my area, like as far as being able to schedule. So for me, I can only really do Uber Eats. All these other things in my area of, of LA are saturated other than maybe like Amazon warehouse and like being that the Amazon prime delivery with the truck, everything else is saturated. So yeah, everything being saturated is just not pleasant. Um, and depending where you live, you might be able to get a job doing like weed delivery. Um, it should be good tips. Cause a lot of them, you know, they have a minimum that's pretty high. It's like 40 to $60. And so if people are really tipping you properly, you know, if they're tipping like 15% on 40 bucks, that's like at least a $6 tip everywhere you, you go or like an $8 tip. If it's $60, if they're tipping 15%, if they're tipping 20%, it might be eight to $12 um on top of your hourly pay that's usually like 15 bucks an hour maybe 18 at some places an hour i haven't really seen it higher than that i don't know how easy it is to get those jobs but the people i know who have worked them make it seem like it's not that hard to get the jobs um but let's talk some more about these uh secret shopper mystery shopper kind of gigs um there is i talked before a little bit about presto shopper so in my area presto shopper mostly has banks so the issue with that is that you know if it's chase or wells fargo it might uh let me look, see if i can look at it i hope it doesn't kick me out of my recording let me see if i can look at it to see what's available um and how much they pay because it's not a whole lot of money but they add up is what I'm saying for these like mystery shopper gigs. Um, it adds up. You just need to know when is the time that they're going to actually pay you out because some of them aren't like Uber Eats, how they pay you out same day. So let's see the ones that are closest to me. They have these like instant ones, Insta ones you can do like Verizon for $12 um chevron ten dollars but most of the bigger pay ones and there's a whole lot of tobacco compliance ones for like 15 bucks um you can get a 100 um for a target credit card um there's some 29 dollar walk-in inquiry shop usually that means you have to walk in like ask somebody a question there's a retail mystery shop for 30 dollars preschool daycare for $40 so there's quite a lot of them um but the problem is a lot of them you have to spend your own money um there's a lot of banking shops that pay out like a hundred dollars so the issues with the banking and the credit cards and all that stuff you can only do them so many times right like you can't go to Chase and set up a credit card and then go to Wells Fargo and set up a credit card and then go over to this other bank and, 
you know, set up another credit card and like, you know, you can't, that's not sustainable. Like you can do them like one time and maybe they pay you a hundred bucks, but I mean, how many credit cards do you even need? And then is there going to be a fee? Do you have like an annual fee? Um, do you have fees when you're using stuff and what's the interest and all that? Like when you think about all the other numbers attached to it, is that hundred dollars really worth it? I feel like the only time, in my opinion, if you're being kind of like wise about it and it's not just like an instant money thing, if you're actually planning for the future regarding this, I would say if you wanted like, you know, a Chase credit card or like a, you know, target credit card if you were actually wanting it and you were actually going to do it anyways this makes sense to get the hundred dollars doing it that way but if you weren't going to do it anyways and you're just trying to do it to make money it seems to me that it might be more of a burden than it's worth because a lot of these cards have like annual fees and stuff so even after like one year two years or so maybe even three years depending if the fee is like 25 bucks 50 bucks whatever it is a year you might end up having to pay that per year, you know, and like if you're not using the card or if you're bad with credit and now you have like this issue with debt and you've got all this interest accruing and all these other fees and everything, it's like, is it really worth the hundred dollars to start having all these debts and now you have other interest issues like that hundred dollars gets wiped back out pretty quick, right? So with these mystery shops, you kind of got to think about you know, what's in it for you. I mean, there's quite a few of them that I get emails about that are like, go to like Veggie Grill and order like 25 or $20 worth of something and get like reimbursed or like things like that. So it's like, I feel like if you have money already, you're already going to eat at some of these restaurant places. I feel like those are good gigs. If you eat out a lot anyways, um, you might have to just, you know, you could, you could use these so one one way that I try to use mystery shopper gigs isn't really to just make extra money on the side. It's not really like that. I try to use it to cover my costs of things. So say, you know, like I said, I've got friends, you know, a friend up in up in Hollywood that wants to hang out. So I'd rather book to do a mystery shopping apartment viewing for 40 bucks near their area and then meet with them after that and grab a coffee or whatever it's like okay if the gas is going to cost me about 18 bucks for the day at least half of my gas is covered then and then probably whatever I ate or whatever I went out to do you know it's probably covered too so it's like basically even though the payout for those mystery um, apartment viewings isn't till the 22nd of every month I could still calculate it in my head and be like or on paper and just be like oh like that was covered I covered my trip I covered my gas and whatever snacks I was eating by doing that so that's kind of more how I see it with the mystery shopping it's like if you know that you're gonna that you like to get takeout and you like to eat food out and you don't want to cook a lot uh, and then they have these mystery shopping gigs where it's like they reimburse you if you spend up to 15 or 20 bucks or whatever. That to me makes more sense, you know, like if it's stuff you're already doing and you can be flexible about it and just do a gig to cover whatever it is that you're doing. That to me is kind of how I use these gigs. Um, or it's like I'm making the money, extra money on the side 
to go towards some other thing. So it's like, okay, if I have a concert ticket, that's like going to cost me 200 bucks or something. Let's try to make that 200 bucks. Like maybe I already paid for it, but then I'm doing these gigs to like replenish the money, if that makes sense. Like all the fun money or all the like going out of town and all that kind of stuff. I try to pay for it with these kind of gigs. So I'm not really doing it for like bills necessarily. I'm doing it for like the activities that aren't aren't like necessary they're not mandatory they're just like fun but it's like you're kind of making money to cover the stuff just like with the with the target credit card it's like why not get a hundred dollars if you're gonna open that card anyways why not get the hundred dollars versus not getting the hundred dollars you know why not get your veggie grill covered versus not getting your veggie grill covered you know Uh, why not get something covered you know, I mean, and it's over time because, you know, the payout isn't exactly the day that you do the gigs. So you just have to keep track of it somewhere. You got to write it down and be organized. Um, but yeah, Presto Shopper does have a lot of stuff, but it's just the way I see it is that it makes sense personally for me to like try to cover something with it. So if I'm going out of town or doing something, I'll try to do like a gig to cover what I'm to cover the expense of what I'm doing. So basically, I'm not paying for all this like extra stuff that I'm doing. I'm basically covering the cost again. Um but you really have to calculate it down to the cent cuz once you start factoring in gas and you know, eating and just like snacks, even if you're like stopping to get like a Snickers at a gas station or something, you know, all that stuff adds up. And people want money these days, but I think a lot of times people don't realize those little expenses just like i mentioned with like you know using all these digital kind of like apps to deal with money it's like you really are losing quite a bit of money sometimes you know like you're probably losing hundreds of dollars a year if not more um because like i said like if you're doing that uber eats pro card and you're cashing out every day that's like three hour three dollars a day you know after 30 days of that you've already lost like you know 90 bucks ish worth of worth of you know worth of money like 90 dollars a month 90 dollars a month guys <laughs> like that's a lot of money you know um it's like nearly a thousand dollars you know it's almost a thousand dollars a year if you were gonna cash out every day, so you really have to be strategic about it and be like, okay, maybe not cash out every day, but cash out when I know, okay, I'm going to the gas station now. I'll move that money over to my account now, and then, or just hold it there till you're actually gonna need it, or just use the freaking Uber Pro card, you know, if you're gonna use that method to cash out. Um, but that's why I wanted to go back to the debit card cash out. Because I'd rather have the 85 cents cash out or the option is to use the Uber Pro card. So now you have an extra card that you have to like keep track of using. Um, But that's an option. Some people like to have more cards. I'm not a person that likes to have like eight cards that I'm using. But maybe that might be like a good plan for me is to just start using the Uber Pro card for certain stuff um, and keeping it active and then cashing out the money when I need it but there's this other you know I talked a little bit about reality-based group um it's another 
mystery shopper app that you can sign up for. They have some kind of gigs you can do. Um, I don't know if it's Presto Shopper or Re- Reality Based Group that has the one where you go to the, um, uh, what do you call it? The post office. So you have to buy the packaging, you have to ship something for $2, and you have to look at the, like, basically track that they're doing the hazard material thing. And I think you make $8 for each of those, and then they reimburse you up to a certain amount of expense. Um, most people live nearby a post office, but it it isn't the same post office near you. You could do that one near you, but... There's other ones all over the place, you know, that you can do, but the problem is they have to be 30 minutes apart from the time you walk out of one to when you start walking into the next one, and then you can't do it 30 minutes before, uh, 30 minutes before 30 minutes after opening or, or after 30 minutes before they close. So if they're nine to five, you, you can do it between 930 and 430. You can't do it like right when they open or right when they close because you're supposed to like count how many people in front of you and like you know they want to make sure you have enough time to do it not just like oh I walked in and like some weird thing happened and then like so there's like some excuse that comes up you know because that wouldn't be like maybe part of a typical work day um you're just making sure they're following protocol with the hazard materials and stuff um now if you don't have anything to ship it's two pounds I mean, you're going to have to figure that one out, you know, so it's kind of like, and then, you know, you're paying out of pocket and waiting to be reimbursed. So you get reimbursed for all your expensive expenses if you have those receipts, and then you're going to get, you're going to basically, if you're not sending stuff that you already have, like, I don't know what you would have, but um, the way I did it was, you know, I had an EBT card at the time, so I would purchase things on EBT. Um, and then like groceries and send them to, uh, so, so basically it was covered. I wasn't paying for groceries. I was, you know, it was already covered by EBT and then I was sending them to, um, like a, like a, like a food bank in San Diego. And so, you know, the materials that I used for shipping that was covered, uh, it, it, it gets reimbursed. And then whatever you pay for shipping, that gets reimbursed. But whatever you're putting in the box, you know, unless you have a way to reimburse it, like how I was using, like, say if you already get gift cards for stuff that you're not going to use, for example, um, you could maybe use that or whatever. But it's like you're really making like eight bucks, 12 bucks. You're not making a lot. And you know, like I said, these gigs, you're not, like, sustaining yourself. You're not, like, paying off all your bills or, like...